Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. We are looking at Shanti Feldon's book, Highly Happy Marriages The Little Things That Make a Big Difference. One of the goals that Shanti had as she began her research was to find out what highly happy couples actually did as opposed to what they thought they should do because occasionally there was what she called an amusing disconnect. In her book, she relates a conversation she had with a couple who wanted to share their top three pieces of advice for a happy marriage. Their three-way conversation went like this. Him. One big thing is not to go to bed mad. Her. Don't hold on to things overnight. One of our verses is, Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And we've maintained that. If we have a disagreement, we don't go to bed. It's important. Shanti. Yes. So, do you ever go to bed mad? Her. Well, I mean, it's a really important principle. Shanti. Absolutely. But do you guys ever go to bed mad? Him. Oh, well, you know, it's a habit you have to build. We help our pastor by doing some premarital counseling, and we tell young couples, Shanti, yes, sorry to interrupt, but what I'm curious about isn't the overall principle, but whether you two ever go to bed mad, you specifically. Him. Well, with a wry look, every now and then. Her. Most of the time, we try to resolve it. We do think it is important, but it's just not always possible. Him. Frankly, if it's late at night, I'm fried. I can't even think. Yeah, we try. But sometimes we do agree that we will not finish this now and we'll pick it up tomorrow. And sometimes things go a lot better in the morning. Shanti says that this conversation was representative of others she had with many dozens of happy husbands and wives. What they at first said they did about conflict at bedtime, what they nearly always advised others to do, and what they mostly believed they should do, simply did not jibe with what they had actually proven in experience works best. Now, before you reach for your Bible... Listen to what Shanti learned about what happy couples actually do. This will encourage you to take a fresh look at that well-known Do Not Let the Sun Go Down in Your Anger Bible verse of Ephesians 4.26. The habits of yes couples were clearer on the survey. When there is conflict and anger that cannot be easily resolved, the think-about-it-overnight option is quite common and it doesn't seem to lessen the strength of their marriages at all. Shanti asked the three categories of couples, highly happy, mostly happy, and struggling, this question. Many couples have heard that it's important to not go to bed mad. When you and your spouse get into an emotional conflict, and at bedtime it is still unresolved, how do you actually handle it? All three categories of couples agreed that resolving anger before bed is a good idea. Yet more than half the time, they go to bed with a conflict unresolved. 
Is this wrong? Shanti says, well, I suppose it could be. But her research shows that even for highly happy couples, it seems to work just fine. The most noteworthy finding by far is her data and the differences among those who said that they go to bed with it unresolved and it remains unresolved. Her data shows that when the struggling couples go to bed mad, and nearly 94% of them do, 41% of that 94% don't resolve it later. In other words, struggling couples are eight times more likely to say, once we go to bed with it unresolved, we tend to just not deal with it later and it remains unresolved. Shanti concludes, the difference then is not in what couples believe or even do on the evening of the conflict. The difference is what happens later. Just 5% of highly happy couples let a conflict go unresolved. Yes, they were okay with sleeping on it, but if the disagreement still seemed important the next day, they dealt with it. Said another way, Highly happy couples find that when they can't resolve conflict and anger before bedtime, they choose to sleep on it. If anger remains in the morning, they don't let it go unresolved. They deal with it. Shanti says that although many yes couples mentioned the scriptural advice to never let the sun go down on your anger, which they translated as don't go to bed mad, in practice, these couples didn't always follow their own advice. Why? Because they had found that not trying to fully resolve conflict at bedtime sometimes allowed them needed emotional space and actually helped boost marital happiness. In fact, many of the happier couples reported that trying to resolve all conflict before bed can sometimes be hurtful. As one spouse put it, Trying to force it can make it worse when you have two upset, tired people trying to hash something out at three o'clock in the morning. Another said, You do sometimes reach a point late at night where you know nothing good is going to come from this point on and it's better to have some processing time. That's bad if it's a long-term avoidance tactic, but good if it's self-awareness that we'll get a better result tomorrow. Especially since, as this wife chimed in, we sometimes find that it doesn't even really matter tomorrow. Sometimes we are so put out with one another, and the next morning we're like, why were we so mad about this? And we figure it out in about five minutes. Remember the number one rule of communication. Until the emotions of the situation are dealt with, the facts don't matter. The bottom line seems to be, instead of sticking to a rule about anger having to be resolved before a given time of night, the rule the happy couple stuck to was to not let stuff build up that would ultimately make them unhappy with each other later. Shanti says that she frequently sees young couples unintentionally hurt each other or their relationship because they've been told it is so dangerous to go to bed mad. So when it gets late and the argument isn't resolved, one or both spouses feel panicky about needing to resolve it right now. Or the next morning they feel so guilty that they didn't. As one young wife told Shanti, I start to worry that we aren't doing marriage right. 
so I can't afford to let him have space because we can't let the sun go down on our anger. This concern can start an unnecessary cycle of pressure and even recriminations that can be much more damaging than the original conflict. It would be great to take the pressure off well-intentioned couples who secretly worry they are setting themselves up for failure when in fact they may be reacting and handling things in a very healthy way. I know, you hope I'll give you a verse you haven't found before that says something like, Sometimes things go better in the morning. I don't think such a verse exists. However, there are two texts worth looking at together. The first is the well-known and oft-quoted Ephesians 4.26. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. The other is Psalm 4.4. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. Each admonition has the same first half, but a different second half. One seems to say, don't wait. The other seems to say, waiting might be a good idea. Eric Sundquist, a respected leader in Christian counseling and the national director of Safe Harbor Christian Counseling, says this about the oft-quoted verse from Ephesians. Everything I know about interpreting the Bible makes me think that that passage doesn't mean you have to resolve something before you see the orange ball dip below the horizon. It means in general that when you see conflict, forgive, resolve. The problem is that when it is late at night and one person needs time to process and doesn't get that time, it puts them at a disadvantage. You're trying to have this conversation, and the other person doesn't have their feet on the ground to figure out what they are feeling. I see this with men, especially, all the time. It's not a level playing field for the one who needs to think it through first. So if you need to, it is usually okay to wait until both people know what they're thinking and feeling. And in most cases, you'll usually have much better communication in the morning. This is directly related to the differences in the way men and women handle stress. By definition, when I'm angry, I'm stressed out. As we've said before, in general, women handle stress by talking about it. For it's in talking about it that they figure out how they feel about it, and once they know how they feel about it, they can deal with it. Men, on the other hand, in general, withdraw when under stress and don't talk about it until they've had a chance to decompress and process the issue mentally. Shanti says that in all these conversations about processing anger according to biblical guidelines, an important distinction surfaced. Happy couples had discovered the difference between resolving their anger and resolving the issue. In practice, they would try especially hard to talk through or deal with their anger or hurt feelings before bed, even if the issue itself wasn't resolved. Well, our time is gone for today. I want to invite you to join me on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. on my Mutual Understanding Method Facebook page for some live teaching on relationships. If you're not a Facebook user, or if the time is inconvenient, you can go to my website 
mutualunderstanding.net, click on the Mum Live tab and view the recorded teachings. Have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.